And good morning, Exchange Church. How are you? How are you? All right, great. Oh, man, I'm just super pumped about uh, the crowd today. You guys are awesome. You are braving the, not only the elements, but the danger. Oh, man, the courage it took to show up to the house of the Lord today. Also, uh, I'm excited to have people watching online. We didn't promote this for the masses, but we did send out an email to those in our church family that are in that range where they should most likely stay home uh, today. And if they wanted to do that, we certainly wanted them to feel comfortable to do that or anyone with um, that, that were at higher risk than the average Joe. So I know for sure we have several of our church family watching online today, so it's exciting to have them. Welcome to church, guys. Um, I wanted to start out... <clears throat> By the way, that video, we saw that video last week, and when we watched that video, we thought, that woman's crazy. This week, we think, that woman's smart. Yes. <laughs> Before we start, I want to, I was looking for a way to kind of infuse some fun and lightheartedness, so everyone stand to your feet. I'm going to give away a door prize. I failed to give you tickets, so we're going to do this and decide the winner. Trey's way. Okay, Trey's way, only one can win. Uh, so let's see, I'm going to say a phrase, and if the phrase applies to you, then you need to sit down. Is that fair? There's no cheating. Uh, we will do mob judging, mob regulating to make sure that you're following the rules. If you see someone standing that should not be standing, tackle them, okay? <laughs> Pretend like it's, uh, anyway. I'm gonna turn around. If you are watching online, please sit down. If you are wearing jeans that are blue, blue jeans, please sit down. Uh, we have people standing still. If your na last name is Rose, please sit down. If you are a guest and your name is Rose and you're not related to me, please remain standing. If you, how many people do we have approximately? 10 to 15. If you made, no. If you made breakfast at home instead of doing drive-through this morning, please stay standing. All others, sit down. If you made breakfast, if you did not eat, sit down. If you purchased food from a drive-through, sit down. Four left. If you are a dude, sit down. Dang it. Dude, stand back up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Sit down. Sit down. Okay, stand back up. Stand back up. Um, if you are a woman, sit down. Yes, our winner! Let's see what he won. Let's see. You, sir, won your very own, very expensive roll of toilet paper. 
There you go. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, if your days feel crappy, I've got you covered. <sighs> Sorry, ladies. I just needed to move along. Um, I'm in the second part of pandemic. And... Um, the World Health Organization has labeled what's going on in our world today as a pandemic. And uh, that's, that's great news for us. Because we know that anything that has a name must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. And so today I want to, I want to spend some time with you. I wasn't sure what attendance was going to be like, honestly. Had, had you stayed home, no judgment from me. Um, I'm glad that you're here, but I certainly understand we have many families that chose to stay home, and that's, that's, that's great. I, the Lord bless them and keep them safe. Let his face shine on them today, whether they're watching online or not. Um, in the context of the climate of what we're going through, whether it's a threat from an actual virus or a threat from panic or threat from misinformation or threat from correct information, you know what I mean? The whole spectrum of things, there are just so many threats out there. And so I just applaud you for doing you today, and that including me and your plans. Welcome to my living room. I wanna have a conversation. I wanna have a chat. You, you ever, um, have you ever been at lunch or dinner with someone or hanging out and you're talking and you think everything's going great and everything's fine and all of a sudden a topic comes up and they kind of gasp and their lip quivers a bit and it like catches them by surprise and, and a tear wells up and you understand like something has just happened in the atmosphere of that conversation. You don't know what they're going through but you know that they just got caught off guard. Has that ever happened to you? And when that happens, all bets are off, like the, the plans of your conversation are pushed to the side, and now you're zeroing in on, hey, what, what is going on with you? Am I alone, or have you experienced this? That becomes your focus. Jesus tells us that the good shepherd leaves the 99 to go after the one. And so today, my goal is to go after the one. Oftentimes in the context of church, I prepare a sermon with a wide net. That's, that's the beauty of being a preacher, by the way, is that I can reach a, a lot of people with one sermon. Um, it's really hard what you do day in, day out, working side by side with people, building relationships, trying to introduce them to Christ. And it's like pole fishing, you know what I mean? Like you... You stick your pole out there and you, and you hope to catch that one fish. The, the beauty of an atmosphere like this is typically on any given Sunday, we have a lot of unbelievers or new believers or people that are hurting. And so you get to throw out a big net and you get to see a big harvest from your efforts. And that's, that's exciting for all of our volunteers because everyone who's volunteering, everyone who is giving into this thing, we all reap the benefit and the reward of that, not just the speaker behind the pulpit. But I want to do something today I've never really done before. I prepared some time with you so that I could just go after the one. I want, to, I want to pretend as if you and I were sitting across the table and I was talking and suddenly you gasped. 
and a tear filled your eye. And I, I love the 99. Jesus loved the 99. But today I want to go after the one. So if there's one person impacted today in our 21 minutes together, here or online, it's worth it. I just want to define what success looks like today for us. Is that okay? I want to take you to the book of Psalms, chapter 91. It's a fantastic chapter. If you have your Bibles or your phones, you can go there. The book of Proverbs is a book about, I know you're thinking, you said Psalms. Yeah, I'm backing up a moment. The book of Proverbs, if, if you read one chapter a day, you can cycle through that book every month. And it's great. It's wisdom. And I suppose the purpose of Proverbs is so that the purpose of God will reign in our life. You read Proverbs so that the purposes of God become evident in your relationships, in your finances, in your thinking, in your behaviors, in your patterns. That's why we read Proverbs, because it, it just builds wisdom in us. Psalms is different, though. Psalms is not built about building the purposes of God in your life. Psalms is really geared to build the fullness of God in your life. Do you see the difference? The, the fullness in every area of your life so that you can walk into any room confident, so that you can sit at any board table understanding that God's got your back, so that you can walk through any relationship understanding that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, so you can look at any bank account statement and understand that if he cares about the sparrow and the lilies of the field, how much more will he care for me? That's what Psalms is all about, creating within us the fullness of life. The heart of God is for, the, for each and every one of us, you and, and me, to understand his fullness, to know exactly why you're living right now. You realize you're a Bible character, right? There's more written about you in the Bible than Moses. There's more written about you in the Bible than Adam and Eve. The end times in Scripture, which I'm not talking about today, but that is our, our generation. That, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing prophecies come to pass. That, that's you. Like, the Bible is not something that's far out there. The Bible is the story of your life. You are in here. Our, our generation is is in here. And, and I want to communicate to you. I feel like I'm not doing very good today, but I want to communicate to you that your purpose is unique. I've had my share of trying to be like the next guy down the road. I, I've tried to imitate preachers. I've tried to imitate dads. I've tried to imitate husbands. I've tried to imitate bodybuilders. That ended quickly. But I'm unique, I, and I can't put all of my focus trying to be someone else because when I try to be someone else, I lose who God has created me to be, and he needs me. He needs you. All of your jacked up stuff, he needs you to overcome that through him because your testimony is setting the next person free. He needs you. He needs your talents. He needs your thoughts. He needs your, your resources. He needs, he needs you. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with looking at someone and saying, oh, I want to be like that. I had a friend one time, still, oh, still my friend. And when I first started to get to know him, I thought, man, this guy is an incredible dad. Incredible dad. Then I became friends with him. And the more I got to know him, I thought, well, he's still a good dad, but he's not really the dad that I thought he was. Maybe you understand, you, you've had this experience before, where like the distance between the person, you elevated them and you just thought they were all of that, but then the closer you got, you, you see their flaws, you still love them, and I really honestly hope this guy never hears this sermon. He lives in College Station, so don't send it, send it to him. Uh, but his name is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he really, we're really close still to this day, but, and he's a phenomenal dad. But I think I idolized him a bit too much prior to knowing him. He was a youth pastor, and I was new in ministry, and I was like, oh, this guy's great. Uh, and then we, we became like best friends, and it was, it was fantastic. And I would say to you that that was a great season in my life because the Lord used his example as a catalyst for me to become greater. Right? It's not that he disappointed me. Um, God used all of that. And so if you have people that you look up to, that's fantastic. I'm not suggesting that you not somehow modify your behavior to step into the next new you. But I'm only saying never underestimate the value of the real you. And the real you is not who you define yourself to be. The real you is who God says that you are. So I want to take you to Psalm 91. Because Trump, as someone already said, Trump declared today the National Day of Prayer. And so my entire sermon from this point forward is a prayer. We're going to pray together as a church. That's right. I'm going to pray for you. You're going to pray for me. We're going to pray for each other. So all of you right now have just been recruited into the ministry. Welcome. It's a fun place, exciting place to be. We're going to start in Psalm 91, verse 1 which Psalm 91 is all about the Lord's protection. It's a great time to read about the Lord's protection, yes? Interestingly enough, Psalm 91.1 is 911. It's all about the Lord's protection. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place. What is... What does this have to do with pandemic? I'm glad you asked because everybody is spreading something. Are you, are you awake with me? Everybody is spreading something. The question is not if you're spreading something. The question is what are you spreading? And we know what we are spreading by what we are doing in the secret places of our life. One version says... When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. I love the word sit right here. You know, in old times when they built the tabernacle, they didn't have chairs in the tabernacle. They just had tables because the priests never sat. The work was never done. They went in. They were praying. They were walking around. They were on behalf of God to the people, people to God. It was, there were no, no, no time for sitting we're walking. We're moving. We've got to take care of stuff. We've got to get stuff done. But here, Jesus, whenever he dies on the cross, he says, it is finished. And then he sits. When you look at the root word of heal, it's relax. 
You and I, possibly no greater time in the history of our lives are being challenged to relax and to trust. Not get the last case of water and not get the last roll of toilet paper and not panic because there aren't hand wipes left or whatever it is that you are currently looking for. Relax. This didn't catch God by surprise. He's not upstairs wringing his hands wondering how he's going to get you out of this. Psalm 91. We're going to go through this chapter together. I'm just going to read it verse by verse. And then at the, after every few verses, I'm going to say whatever I feel like the Lord is saying in that moment of people that we're going to pray for. And I'll say, uh, we're going to pray with someone that's dealing with this. And if that's you, you'll stand up, right? And then we'll all pray for you. And if you're watching online and you, you identify with what I'm saying, then you'll do an act of faith and you'll either raise your hand or you'll stand up or you'll put your hand on your heart, whatever. But we're including you in this and this as well. And I don't know who the one is that's going to change and be transformed today, but I have, the, I have this notion that many of us can be transformed. Psalm 91.1, when you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from every false accusation and endly Every, no, and any deadly curse. We'll stop right there. If you are here and you feel like a trap has been set for you, you decide the context, it doesn't matter, but you feel like there's a trap that has been set for you. Maybe you don't even know what that trap is, but you just sense inside that something is out to get you, that someone is plotting evil against you. You feel like there's been a, a trap set against you. Today, I believe that the Lord re will reverse the effects of that trap. Maybe you can't articulate it, we're not gonna call you up and ask you what the trap is, but when I said that, something jumped inside of you and you're like, oh, I would have never even put that language to what I'm feeling, but that's exactly what I'm feeling. I just feel like there's a trap set. If that's you, will you please stand to your feet? If you're here this morning, I'm going to do a, a couple. If you are here this morning, and you are dealing with false accusation. Someone has accused you falsely, someone has cursed you. And you know the things that they are saying are not true or whatever the judgment is against you is not true. There's, there's falsehood against you. And you, you need the Lord to step in and be a shield around you. His presence is a shield around us. If that's you, please stand to your feet. If you're here this morning and you need the Lord to work a miracle in your confidence, 
in your confidence. You put on a good show, everybody thinks you're confident, but there is something very deep inside of you that you know is off kilter. There's something inside of you that you know desperately needs Jesus to come in and do some fine tuning. Please stand to your feet. Confidence. Church, I said you were going to be ministers today, so I know we can't go and lay hands on them, but can you stretch your hands forward right now? And we stretch our hands toward live stream as well. Everyone standing just in faith. Everyone that is standing, Father, in Jesus' name. God, the people that are standing because they feel that a trap has been set for them. God, we just release over their life a new level of discernment in the name of Jesus a new level of trust in the name of Jesus. Insight is theirs. Wisdom is theirs. God, I thank you that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. God, I just thank you that the trap will not succeed. It will not thrive. It will not bear fruit in the name of Jesus. For the people standing with false accusation, they've been accused falsely. God, you are the protector of all that we are. And so God, we just ask that you would let your truth come to pass, that the truth of this situation would bubble up to the surface, God. And and if no one ever knows the truth, that we would walk steadfastly knowing that we are found in you and that we don't need to prove ourselves to those who are speaking against us. Those who stood for confidence. Oh God, it is exhausting to pretend to be confident. So God, we just hand that over to you. God, we just ask that you would build within us this understanding of who we truly are, that we are found in you. It's not of our works. It's not of our ability to light up a room. But God, that we could walk boldly and confidently into any situation, in any circumstance, understanding that we don't go alone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may sit down. Verse 4. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering and majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Isn't that comforting to know that we can lay our heads down at night and not have to worry about the enemy? That we are a kept people. We are not just a chosen people. We are a kept people. That even when we are asleep, God is fighting for us. Is that not amazing? I want to pray for people today that are encountering night terrors, fear in the night, nightmares. Uh, you're waking up feeling like, what, what is this? Uh, a, a spirit of 
I don't know, we throw the word spirit in front of everything to make it seem religious, but this foreboding thing, right? This spirit of foreboding, I do believe that there is a spirit of foreboding in some of us today where you can't put your finger on it, but you feel like something bad is about to happen all the time. Like it's just, you're just waiting for the, the thing to drop out, the bottom to drop out. Night terrors and, and this feeling, this foreboding uneasiness. Will you stand to your feet? I also want to pray today, since we're talking about the night, over sleeping disorders. Sleeping disorders. Sleeping is a gift from the Lord. And if the enemy cannot distract you in the day, he will try to keep you up all night so that you can't focus during the day. Sleeping disorders, maybe irritable, irritable. I did it again. Well, IBS would definitely keep you up all night, uh, but I was going for the restless leg syndrome um, or IBS, that as well, I suppose. Whatever would keep you up at night and not allow you to sleep. I want to pray for that. Will you please stand? I didn't do this in first service. I'm sensing it now, so I feel like this is a really right now word. But the Lord wants to bring healing to trust issues. Trust issues. You've been wounded, you've been hurt so much that there's a barrier, there is a wall. Trust issues. You, you try to extend trust, you think that you're extending trust only to get your hands slapped and you withdraw. Trust issues, anyone in the room, please stand. Trust issues. And if you're already standing for that, raise your hand so I know. Okay, that's the one. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go ahead and hit the night. This is the day crowd. And if I say your thing... And you're standing, raise your hand. If you're not standing, you'll, you'll stand for this one. And I'll pray for you all together. The Bible says by day or by night. The, the thing during the day I want to go after, that one thing I want to go after for the day is panic attacks. Panic attacks tick me off. Like it makes me, I've had one. And I, I, I've had one, two, three my entire life. And so I know the real, I've had enough that I know you're not making it up. I'm in your corner on that one. Now, I've had few enough that I know I never want to have another. But I'm mad because I know that Jesus is above panic attacks. We don't have to settle for that's just how my life rolls. Are you with me, church? There is no condemnation or shame in panic attacks. But I'm just telling you, don't settle for having to live with panic attacks. The Lord is our healer over everything. So if you have panic attacks or anxiety uh, severe anxiety, uh, even non-severe. You just want to be set free from anxiety. Stand to your feet. I believe that God is going to recalibrate and set some things straight in your world. And then there's one final one that came to me during worship. So I know that that's for this service as well. I want to pray for anyone that's encountering currently loss of income and uncertainty. 
loss of income and uncertainty. So if you're standing, raise your hand so I know that there's actually the one, okay? There's one, two, three, there's more than one, good. Very good. Father, your word says, our oh, church, stretch your hands forward to everyone. Father, your word says that your presence is a shield. God, you will wrap us around with that shield. And we just thank you that by night, we don't have to be afraid that the enemy can torment us. He has no authority to do anything that we don't give him authority to do. And so we don't release that authority, the keys of our nighttime to him by our fear. We take it back in the name of Jesus. Night terrors, you have to go in Jesus' name. Demonic activity in, in our brain waves while we are sleeping, you have to go. God, we understand that, that you physically visited people in their dreams. They didn't just dream of angels. The Bible says that angels visited your people in dreams. So God, if, if you and your spirit and your angels can actually literally, literally visit us in our dreams, I ask that during the next night terror, that an angel of the Lord would step into our dreams and before our very eyes, he would slay the giant in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Also, God, I just right now prophesy and I declare that every time we have a bad dream, God, that you would just release and send 10 people to witness to every unsaved person that we know. God, that as we have bad dreams, that it would just fuel the kingdom, that more angels would come out to, to our behalf for our loved ones, those that don't know you, God. And we just thank you, God, that the enemy will be scared to give us a bad dream because he sees what it does in the spirit realm. He sees that the forces are ramping up. God, I thank you that you fight for us when we can't fight for ourselves. Panic attacks, anxiety, I see you. Even what may be a biological, physical, mental, emotional condition right now in the name of Jesus, we just release healing in Jesus' name. God, I have, I have, seen, I have seen you radically transform lives, count many, many lives of people that have been like a war-torn city wrestling with anxiety. God, you have set them free and God, we declare that over this room and those watching online right now in the name of Jesus. God, for those that have, st have stood for loss of income and uncertainty, we just declare that you are our provider. God, I thank you that we will wake up every morning and there will be manna on the grass. God, we don't have to fight and strive and worry and wonder. God, that whether we're on the mountain or valley, you are there. God, we don't have to wonder if you were in the cave or if you're on the ledge, God, we just thank you that John 10, 10, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy, but you have come that we may have life. And so we step into that life. We step out of fear and anxiety, and we step into the promises of God that we obtain from the presence of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Is this all right? I just like having a little prayer meeting in my living room. Is that a cool? All right.
I want to hit a couple more. We'll make it through this chapter. We'll finish up here in a couple of minutes. Verse 9 and 10. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Romans 8, 11 says the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives within us. I believe that we are on the edge of an awakening, of understanding the presence and the power of God in such, in such a way that the world truly does run to the church. Big C and little c. They run to the church because they understand that in the presence of God, there is healing for all manner of sickness and disease. So today I want to pray for healing. If you need healing this morning, please stand to your feet. Healing of any kind, stand to your feet. In the area of healing, I believe the Lord wants to bring healing to identity, identity crises. The enemy has tried to steal the identity of, of so many people. And he doesn't just try once, over and over and over. He will try to convince you you are not a son. You are not a daughter. He will try to convince you that you have to perform your way into heaven. He will try to convince you that what you did back then was so awful that no one could ever forgive you. So today, I, I want you to stand. If you want the Lord just to solidify your identity, you're tired of wrestling with it. You're, you're tired of trying to fabricate and manufacture this notion of belonging to him, it needs to be settled once and for all. And if that's you, stand to your feet. If you're watching online, lift your hand, put your hand over your heart, whatever it is. It's time, we're, we're gonna do the deal. We're here to do business with God. Listen, you didn't come, you, you had every excuse to stay home today. You had every legitimate excuse to stay home today. You showed up here because you wanted to do business with God and God wanted to do business with you. While we're on the subject of identity, I want to pray for anyone that has performance-oriented, their performance, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Based on performance. Performance-oriented tendencies. That's pot, baby. Anyone with pot, we're going to pray for you. Performance-oriented tendencies, meaning you feel so much pressure to perform for everyone in your world to perform world to perform for them or perform for God or even, oh, yes, Lord, I believe that there are some of us in the room that have made vows. We're haunted by our vows, 
V-O-W-S. When we were younger, we said things in our own strength, like, I will never be like this person. And when you said that, you took it upon yourself, the ownership of not being that person, rather than trusting God to shape you and build you into who he wants you to be. So God is going to break off those unnecessary expectations and false responsibility that you have acquired through the years from generations and generations past. If that's you, please stand to your feet. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe that the miracle happened the moment these people stood. God, their faith was engaged, their bodies moved, and in that moment, you did something in their hearts. God, we don't have to beg you for breakthrough. You've already broken through. We have to step into the realm that you have called us to. And God, we just release right now all the false frameworks that we have been believing, the lies that we have embraced. God, we just... We thank you right now that there is healing happening in our body here and online. We speak to the backs and we command you to be healed. Those hips to be aligned in the name of Jesus. Rheumatoid arthritis, you must go in Jesus' mighty name. The, the skin formations that are concerning you, the, the moles gone wild in Jesus' name. We just declare that they have to diminish they have to leave right now in jesus name every tumor that is among us you cannot stand in the presence and power of god you must go i don't care that you are benign you're not welcome we command you to go in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name in jesus name in jesus name got everything listed for this group we just thank you that the answer is yes and amen you may be seated i've got one more up and down and then we're done can you hang Verse 11, this is getting to my fu the fun part. I, I love this. Verse 11, God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. Did you even know that? You have got your own secret service. I'm serious. This is not a fairy tale. I was thinking the other day, uh, I'm already behind. Never mind. Never mind. But you got angels. Like real things. Angels, it's not Bible code word for good thoughts and well wishes. You have spiritual beings with weaponry on assignment with you. Oh, and by the way, they're not there because you begged them to tag along. They're there because God sent them on assignment for you. That's different. They can't abandon posts because you ticked them off. Come on now, I'm getting chills just thinking about this because some of us feel like we only have the protection when we do things a certain way and we make God happy. They are sent there by God. They cannot leave their assignment, leave their post until their job is complete. Anyway, God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. Anyone in the room, I'm gonna stop right here. Don't stand, just raise your hand. Anyone in here, I'm gonna pray that in 2020, we start to see an awakening of our spiritual eyes and we see angels and we hear angels sing and we get glimpses into heaven. Anyone want that that would not have a heart attack if that happened to you? Father, you see everyone with their hand lifted. God, 2020 is our year for supernatural revelation. God, we ask that you would just open the eyes of our soul, of our spirit man, 
in the name of Jesus, that we would see that kingdom which lies beyond us. And God, we, we walk by faith, and even if we didn't see it, God, you're still God, and we still believe in you, and some of us can't afford to see it. But God, we do ask that you would just open our eyes to the things unseen. In Jesus' name, amen. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling, your angels. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. Protection in a high place, safe and secure. Here's what I want to pray for. I'm going after this one. Accidents. Accidents. In your family line, you have noticed accidents recurring, maybe to your children, to your grandchildren, to you, to your spouse. Just weird, random, bizarre accidents that seem to be recurring. And you think, oh, that happened to my granddaddy and that happened to her grandfather, whatever it is. Just this recurring thing of accidents. It doesn't have to be the same accident, but now that I'm saying it, the light bulb's going off in your mind. We encountered an accident yesterday. And, and it's a pretty big deal. And thankfully the Lord showed up. And I went to bed a very grateful, grateful, grateful grandfather last night. But I started thinking back about all the accidents in my life. And then my mom and dad's life, my grandparents' life. And Carrie and I were like, oh, no, 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 no. We're, gonna, we're just going to stop that right now. I, now, I'm not, I don't say... Let's put devil on everything. Are you with me, Kathy? I'm not, I don't care to blame the devil for everything, but if it is a spiritual assignment on my legacy, on my family line, it's going to stop now. I want to go after that with you. If you sense this thing of accidents in you or your family's life, please stand to your feet. Verse 15, those of you online standing for accidents, I see you. Verse 15, I will answer your cry for help every time you pray and you will find and feel my presence. Even in your time of pressure and trouble, I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with the full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Listen. The stock level of any store does not determine the fullness of what the Lord has for us. I'm going after this and this is going to be huge. And don't stand unless you really mean it. But I believe supernaturally God is going to make a way for those of us who want it. From this day forward to live a life with no regrets. things that are breaking off of us that we have been battling and wrestling with for years today. It stops today. No regrets. Some of us have been living from day to day to day and asking the Lord to forgive us and walk away or help us. Or, you know what I mean? Just this roller coaster Christianity. Hey, I'd rather you be on the roller coaster than not in the theme park. But today is a day with a life of no regrets. 
How no regrets because you're gonna to start to see what the Lord is doing before it comes your way. You're gonna to start to hear his voice even in the chaos. You're gonna spend time with him in the secret place and it's not gonna feel like your prayers are just hitting the ceiling and falling back down. You're actually gonna step at the table and feast on his presence. If that's you, if you want the Lord to do that for you, please stand to your feet. And if you're already standing there, I've got a couple more that I'm just gonna say, and you can raise your hand as an act of faith. But when it talks about feast, some of us have been living on scraps emotionally. I'm going after mental health. I'm going after mental health, baby, because we are in a culture that embraces it, coddles it, nurses it, gives it food, and calls it mine. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. Shame. Speaking of shame, I'm, I'm ashamed to cough in public right now. Legit allergies and pollen, and I got a cough, and I'm like, <clears throat> And I look around and pretend it's someone else coughing. I'm not talking about mental illness to bring shame. I'm exposing mental illness to say, I'm thankful we don't have to hide that anymore. But I'm also going to take it a step further to say, I'm thankful we don't have to own that anymore. So mental health, if you stand on that one, don't mean you're crazy. You just need the Lord to step in and clean some house. And I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand on that one. Anybody with me? I also want to pray over recovery. People in recovery, currently in recovery, or, or people wanting recovery. And that could be from any number of things. Maybe recovery from substances. Maybe it's recovery from loss. Grief recovery. You've lost someone close to you. You've lost a marriage. But you're in recovery and you feel like one day you're good and solid and another you're just not. I believe the Lord wants to, in 2020, create some sustainability in our recovery. To where we don't have to wake up and wonder from day to day what side of the bed the Lord has placed us on. We know that whatever side of the bed we wake up on is the side of the Lord that God has given us dominion over. So I want... You just stand today. If you're dealing with recovery of any sort, loss is a hard thing to navigate. Addiction is a hard thing to navigate. If that's you and you're standing, wave your hand at me. If you're sitting, please stand. Good. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for the healing that's in this room and the healing that's going on online God I just sense on this national day of prayer who knew who knew that a group of people would show up at church and would contend in the faith through prayer for breakthrough who knew when we woke up this morning that this was going to be the day that we would experience joy every day for the rest of our lives who knew that this would be the first day of the best days of our life God who knew that accidents were going to stop today that our great, great, great grandchildren that we've not even met yet will benefit from this moment, this moment where we braved the coronavirus to show up to church. Who knew? Who knew, God, that you were, you were so faithful? 
God, who knew that Psalm 91 was written for such a time as this so that anyone who at any point needs your protection, needs your fullness, can come boldly before your throne and ask for you to do a miracle. God, we just thank you right now that we are able to feast at your table. God, that we are able to call you our glorious hero. God, we thank you that you are the God of revival. Revival. God, revive us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.